Anyway, uh, I'm Maddie Thomas. I'm Ben Milton. We are Batty. We are one. Oh, my God. Look at you, buddy. Right? How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, man. How are you? Good, good. Uh, well, I had a pretty busy weekend. Yeah? I had a fun Thursday. What'd you do? Uh, Thursday, I went to Tyson's and I saw Gang Grumps Live. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I had so much fun, dude. They, Did you go with anybody? No, I just went by myself because I asked you? J. Mike and obviously he wasn't going to come. Uh, so, you know, cause he does like, he's always like, Oh, let me check later. And, uh, by that time, you know, you got I, a better offer. Yeah, of course. So, uh, and I mean, I had to buy tickets at some point, so I couldn't right. just wait on him forever. Right. So, uh, although I sent him a few pictures from there and he was like, Oh, I wish I went. Uh, so whatever. Well, when maybe when uh, Ninja Sex Party's in town, because they're in town, uh, 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 Danny, uh, Danny Avedon's, uh, band, yeah. Ninja Sex Party, yeah. they're in town. In October, so maybe J. Mike might join me for that one. If you're, what I would do is I would lie to him. Yeah, and he doesn't listen to the podcast, so right. Um, I would lie to him and tell him it's something else. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That might be a good idea. I like that. I like that. So, uh, but yeah. So, well, although I don't know how I get ticket money from him until before then. So good call. Yeah, good call. So what was fu- funny though is just because like. Like, for live stuff, like, if I'm going to end up in the nosebleeds, yeah. I'd rather not go sure. most of the time. Because it's just like, like, what am I, you know. I have mixed for? feelings about that because I feel the same way. I'm like, if, if I'm so far away, I'm not really involved in it. But I also hate being close in the crowd. Yeah. Like, so I'm super uncomfortable when I'm, like, with everybody, with, with the masses. Well, so what was nice is I, I, I did spend a little bit more money than I was, than necessarily I, I probably should have. Like I spent, well, I spent, like, a uh, 100 bucks. You treated yourself? Yeah, I did. I did. Right. I treated myself. I spent 100 bucks on, on tickets and 12 bucks for a parking pass. Okay. Uh, and, uh, and so I ended up fairly close up front. Uh, like, I would say, like, maybe, like, row 10. Wait, wait, wait. You paid 100 bucks? How many people were there? Uh, there were. It was packed. It Where was, was it at? This was at Capital One Hall in Tyson's. It seems pretty like a pr- fairly new venue. At okay. least it's new to me. I guess. Yeah, I don't know it. <laughs> yeah. Um. But uh. But yeah, it's right. It's right at the McLean Station, I guess. All right. I'm uh, look this thing up. What's but it called? uh, uh, the uh, Capital One Hall, not Arena, but Capital One Hall. Okay. Um, it's not. It, it's really nice. Like they get. They, there's two balconies, uh, for it and everything. Um, and. Dude, it, it was just so much. It was just so much fun. Well, but like I said, I, I I bought that ticket, but I sort of accidentally bought VIP tickets because I didn't realize that that was automatically the VIP section. I wasn't intending to buy VIP tickets, but it was a nice, pleasant surprise. Um, but uh, you know, I went there. Uh, apparently, my uh, it, it's it was it's sort of jacked up and a little bit broken, but my uh my Millennium Falcon uh, bottle opener keychain. Well, the security said that they would consider it a weapon, so I had to throw it out on the spot because um, I didn't want to walk back all the way sure. to, to 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 the parking and everything. Right? Yeah. So as soon as I walk in, I get a uh, uh, a, like the the VIP gift pack, and, and there's like a signed poster, uh, and there's these two uh, uh, enamel pins, these giant enamel pins, one of Dan and one of Aaron, and of course they're they're like the they're heavy, like they're heavy, they're metal. And they've got <laughs> their pins, so like they are clearly more of a weapon than that. What you just got rid of, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I was just like, oh, well, that's funny. Yeah. Uh, but uh, but yeah, whatever. You know, it was it was still it was really cool. Uh, I, again, I didn't I didn't like it. wasn't like I, I knew I knew what the VIP package all, all that entailed. I, I kind of looked at the merch. I, there was some stuff I wanted to buy, but I just said, you know what? No, this was a, was enough of a treat. Uh, in and of itself, uh, they had a Q and A session, which was fascinating. Uh, so it was, um, it was just fun listening to those two guys talk about a bunch of different stuff, especially like when there was like people asking for tips on, you know, their uh, own streams. Yeah, and stuff. exactly. So they, they they've I, they've I've always they've always been one some of those people who have really been like they've helped launch a lot of people who've who have once like worked as part of their organization. So like they're really good at like helping other people get going. So it was really cool listening to that. Um, and then, and then the show was just so much fun. So the, their opening act, the warm-up act, was this other YouTuber, and I assume TikToker as, a TikToker as well. Uh, I guess his, I don't remember if his name was Dad Bot or Dad Bot, but it's it's this guy. Maybe he couldn't. Have, he may have been a little taller than me, very skinny. I, I want to. He he. In terms of physique, I would have assumed mid twenties. 
but he looks like he's in his mid forties. <laughs> <laughs> like balding, his hair is just a, like just like flapping. Like, it looks like a bad comb over, you know. <laughs> but he just like what was funny is like he first showed up, and apparently like people just started yelling because he just kind of like was like he was grabbing a, a garbage can off of the stage to to pull it off. And people just started cheering, and then he just started doing like really seductive dances, just poking his ass and shaking it around and everything like that. Started like dry humping the like the wall of stage. Then he jumps down into the crowd, and then uh, he he uh, I think he yelled out something like, you know, uh, um, I, I hear Game Grumps uh, fans like trash based on what they subscribe to. So he started like people just started cheering that, and he started throwing trash out into the crowd. People just started loving it. He was running up and down the aisles like this guy's jumping up and the stage in like one moment motion like he looked kind of like Gollum with his agility but you wouldn't <laughs> expect that agility out of him type of thing gotcha. uh, and uh and then his opening act was like literally like you, you saw him some of his uh dance videos but it, the opening act was just him getting like it was a dance-off a three-round dance-off with people from the audience and it was it was so crazy it was so much fun uh and then the show itself was fantastic. It was sort of like there were half of the room was Team Danny and the other half was Team Aaron, and they would have re- representatives that they pull from the audience to play games up on stage with like sort of a, a crappy story built into it for Game Grumps fans that connects back to like uh, ha- that has some callbacks for Game Grumps fans. But you had this competition between both sides of the room. It was just it was a really fun live show. It was what, just really what what games did they play? So it wasn't like like they they made custom. games. Games. Oh, so okay. that like it was it was all like Game Grumps branded and it was like so they had like just these three giant color uh color uh colored buttons and like one was like one where you had to like climb up a rope but you had to press the right color of the next section of rope and occasionally there were bees that would uh come around and you had to avoid the bees otherwise they would knock you down a couple spots and the first one to get to the top wins. Yeah, exactly. But the bees were <laughs> like they said we apologize, we didn't realize how aggressive the bees are. <laughs> Because it would it would really fuck with it. It was fun because like you'd hear people cheat, like people just get invested in their side of the room, cheering for the other side. They did a tug of war with like three people on each side on the, in the video game as well. Uh, so they were just pulling people out of the audience to play the games. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was it was really cool. It was really it was That's really, really cool. They had some really good fan interaction with them on stage. Like they would ask like, uh, you know, there was like a like, what's your favorite ice cream? Uh, was one then then uh, the one that the, the one question they asked the most is what uh, Sonic character would you fuck? Uh, so that would that would have been right up J Mike's alley. <laughs> <laughs> J Mike's already listed his top three. <laughs> so yeah, stuff like that. It was yeah, and it was just like the regular sort of like absurd humor. You know, very. It was just yeah, it was just a lot of fun. So that's was, awesome, man. Really I'm glad you did yeah. that for yourself. Yeah, good for you. Yeah. So, for you. And 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 so I mean I, I like I, I mean I don't do live shows very often, but you know, it, it obviously with the pandemic it's been a really long time. They 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 did ask everyone to wear masks uh for this one. Um That's the uh, venue I saw when I was looking up it's a sixteen hundred seat venue. Yeah. And uh they they had on their things like we wear masks and we require everybody yeah. to wear masks. Yeah. So um yeah, whatever. It's all good. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, I, I get it. So, uh, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun, but it, it also led me down the road of, like, I started looking up on Ticketmaster, all sorts of other shit. Uh, I, saw, I saw Rage Against the Machine and Run the Jewels are going to be in town together, uh, which was like, that's not a combination I ever thought about. But, but I kind of want to, yeah, yeah, it, totally it really works, works. and I, I kind of want to see that. I kind of want to see it too until yeah. I looked at those ticket costs. Yeah, that that was enough to say. Yeah, yeah. I think I'll pass on this They're one. They're not raging against the machine so much as they are collecting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. On the machine, <laughs> this go around. Yeah, rage I, is really, yeah, it, it, really it's, up their ticket price yeah. aggressively. I bet. I bet. I and I, I spent. More, I didn't look at, at a whole lot of music acts. I was looking at a whole lot more comedy. Yeah. Because uh, I usually like Some try to keep an eye shows on shows coming to the improv. This yeah, year. I tend to keep an eye on the on the improv. Like I'm definitely. De- I definitely want to go see Atel. Okay. Uh, and then uh, Akash. I uh, like Akash. Akash thing. I definitely like to see. Next time Funches is in town, I'd like to see him as well. He just he, he, he comes just, up pretty regularly. He, he just was. Yeah, I know. I missed well, he him. Did, but he, no, you didn't. He had COVID. Yeah. He didn't show. Oh, okay. All right. So he'll have to re- he'll reschedule. He'll reschedule sure. sometime. Yeah. So that'll that'll be fun. But then I was looking at like some of the bigger acts on Ticketmaster. Yep. And there there was some that I was like, eh, you know what? That's not a bad price. You know. Yeah. And then there was some that I was like, oh my god. Bill Burr. 
Uh, you know what? I didn't. I actually I didn't bother looking at Burr. I just assumed it was going to be too expensive. I just just out of curiosity, I looked at Chris Rock and I saw yeah. like seven hundred dollar tickets, and I was like, oh, okay, I all right. Yeah, I, 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 I mean, I, I know I'm nowhere close to the median income of this area, but man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got to really be a Chris Rock fan to pay $700 to listen to him Yeah, for an hour. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, yeah, there were some other ones that I was like, I saw uh, Ben Schwartz is doing something uh, in an, an improv thing. Oh, is he? Yeah, that one I was, that's the one I'm a little bit more tempted to do. Yeah. Um, because I loved Middle Ditch and Schwartz. That was a really fun yeah. Netflix special. I really enjoyed that one too. Have you been watching any of the uh, the Netflix is a joke festival stuff? I did the one with that Burr. Oh, actually, I've, I guess I've done two. I did the one that Burr hosted and the one that Amy Schumer hosted. Oh, I uh, caught uh, Snoop Dogs. Oh, I didn't know. I didn't even know there was one that. Yeah, he yeah, yeah. It was all How was that? Hilarious. Yeah. Oh my who, god. Who did he have in that lineup? Uh, Cat Williams. Okay. Came out, started it, and I'm sure that's killed, strong. Yeah, killed, and then um, oh, uh, Darnell Williams. Oh, of course, I love Darnell. God, so he had a set. He had the best set of the night. Yeah, he killed so hard. It was, it was hilarious. Yeah, I mean, he he was so much energy, man. That guy is phenomenal. Yeah, I love his comedy. He is brilliant. Yeah, he is so funny, so funny. Yeah, They're, they had. Nobody bombed. Nobody yeah. bombed. Um, oh, the other ones, there were definitely people who bombed. <laughs> yeah. Because I've heard a lot of people complain that Netflix at a joke festival was, like, kind of underwhelming. There's been a couple audiences yeah. that I don't know why they were there, but they weren't there for the comedy. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> they weren't laughing at anything. Yeah, I felt it was, uh, on, on all the ones that I saw bomb, it felt like mostly the audience more than the, the stand-ups. Like, I yeah, thought, for sure. I thought I thought they, they all came out pretty strong. There were some that, that I enjoyed less yeah. than others, for sure. But Yeah, but know. nobody bom- like nobody yeah. deserved to eat shit like, yeah. some, like they did on some of the uh, ones. Uh, De definitely uh, oh ate some God. shit. Oh, but I'd so already bad. known to expect it, because I'd already heard that he... he that that it, that happened to him. Uh. <laughs> the the Snoop Dogg one, the crowd was a little more into it. Okay, right? uh, because it, the Chappelle incident had already happened. Okay, because they, they reference it several times. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> several times. Very very cleverly. Very funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Snoop just said, like, if you jump up here, we're gonna kick your ass. So don't, don't do it. <laughs> um. It, it was good. It was it was a that that audience was was pretty into it, but they were still like far away. Yeah, from the stage. Okay. Um, and I just so you don't you don't get that roar of the laughter, you know. That's uh, I, that's why you go see comedy shows in, in small venues, man. Comedy shows in small venues are always better than the like the big arena shows. Like I know that those those jokes are better. Those acts are better. Yeah. But it's not the same as seeing a comedian in a comedy club. Yeah, the I've heard so like is especially I guess I hear Rogan talk about it more than most. But and and that's mainly because I listen almost exclusively to his uh, interviews with comedians. Yeah. Uh, but like the low ceiling, the lighting, all of that really kind of matters. Seats. Yeah, exactly. And it, it's really interesting hearing it from that perspective and just, like, kind of the the atmosphere it creates. Yeah. Because you can definitely feel it, even in a recording, even though I'm sure, obviously, feeling it in, like, the live is, is even, you know, much much different experience, but... I mean, the improv in D.C. isn't what I would call a great room. Um, there's just a lot of obstructions. It's wide. Yeah, it's a, it's a wider... It's wider than it should be. I, yeah, Because it, it needs to be a little... Like, I feel like it could be a... It could be a be little narrow. deeper yeah. and a little more narrow, and yeah. it would be perfect. Yeah, I think Almost. so, too. But it's got a lot of weird obstructions in it and stuff yeah. like that. Because um, it's, the, it's the basement of a, of a building. Right. Um, Which, but uh, basements make okay. sense for... Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, the cellar, like, yeah. obviously. Um, but... It, I don't know where I was going with that. I yeah. I, I just I want well venues for venues matter like yeah. and and when you're you're doing these festivals like it just it doesn't play as well, man. I yeah. do you know what I am curious to see and I wish it was in this area. Yeah, because Kreischer was saying that he loves doing the baseball, you know the the yeah the minor league baseball times. He said, yeah, like, I wish his tour venue. was going near us. I do too. Uh, I would totally go see that. Yeah, the the. 
Uh, yeah, just to I, experience. Like, okay, like I wonder what comedy's like. I wonder yeah. what that kind of environment in comedy is like. I think the thing is, it depends. It just depends on the show. I think as long as there's a little bit more thought to the show, because it's not like like we've seen plenty of arena acts work. Like, it, it's not like oh, yeah. it's not like, and I think a lot of that also has to do about how filled the room is more than anything. And I think that's why the smaller room tends to feel better because you just start phys- you physically pack the room. A lot quicker, so it just... There's a lot more energy, man, Right. in a smaller room. I mean, like... Exactly. Going to see a band, like, I would rather go see a band at the 930 Club than I would at the Verizon Center or whatever it's called. Right, yeah, totally, totally. And, 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 you know, just... And also, I I do think, like, again, distance between you and and, and, And and the the act also. Yeah, yeah, I think that makes a uh, a difference as well. I I do think, though, a party atmosphere... Like I, I think Kreischer makes sense yeah. for all of his outdoor shows, and now the, the the minor league stadium tour that he's doing because he's got such a party vibe. So it it totally it's kill him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I I think he'll he'll pull back. I think he'll he, I think he will pull back. Well, he said at the end of this leg, he's taking three months off. Yeah, and he's doing and that'll it. make a big difference because he's doing he never takes. He's doing a big like weight that. loss challenge and yeah. sobriety challenge. Yeah. Because he's like he was like I want to lose. I think he said fifty pounds or something like that. As much as like I obviously you know, <laughs> he says a lot of dumb things for sure. <laughs> and it, but it is also part of his image that he plays into oh. at times. He's a lot smarter than people give him credit for. I I'm think. not saying he's yeah. not smart. I'm saying <laughs> yeah. I, he's not stupid. Yeah. But he drinks way he too much. He does yeah. way too much. He does. He lives. Yeah. I mean, he when he was last on Rogan, he said that. His doctor said, like, his his liver was fine. Yeah. But that's only because, like, he takes IVs every day. Right. <laughs> yeah, know? exactly. Like, and that's the, that goes to saying how smart he is. Like, he's yeah. able to. But, like, you couldn't. A, a normal person could not. Could not hang with do that. Do with that. Yeah. Live could not like survive. He, no. And going. I really don't believe he can either that long. Yeah. Like, he doesn't look healthy. Yeah. He he, need, he does need to change some stuff. Uh, but I. I I, sub- I believe in him. I, I, I oh, think I it, want yeah. him to survive. Yeah. I don't want him to be a tragedy. Yeah. But I could totally see it happening. Yeah. God, that would be so sad. It would be I horrible because his comedy is so fun. Yeah. I was watching Kill Tony, uh, the recent episode of Kill Tony with with Rogan and Kreischer and uh, Dom Herrera, who I don't know why he was there. I don't even know if he knew he was there. <laughs> um, also hilarious. Dom Herrera is one of the funniest people ever. Yeah. So great. I used to love his comedy when I was younger. Um. But Kreischer, like, he is so nice. Yeah. And funny. People were going up and eating shit so bad at him. Yeah. <laughs> and he was just laughing hysterically. <laughs> that it, like, and he was, like, his laugh is so infectious. Yes. That, <laughs> that the whole audience was starting to laugh. And this comic, like, was like, Went from bombing to like, all right, well, I'm not like the worst. Like, yeah. that wasn't the worst experience I ever <laughs> had, you know? Um, even though they knew they didn't do well. Right. But I was like, oh, my God. If I er- like if I ever just finally go figure out how I'm going to make comedy work and, and go out and do it. Yeah. I want – that's like the fix- – like, I want to have that as my experience. I need to have Burt Kreischer yeah. <laughs> in the audience to kind of cushion the fall because right? I'm going to suck so hard. <laughs> I can see you being good friends with Burt. I oh, can yeah. see that. Yeah. 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 It, it would be it would be an unhealthy relationship. <laughs> yeah, we would probably. probably egg each other on too much. <laughs> it probably would be. It's probably best we don't know yeah. each other. And <laughs> we'll never know each other. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it, it all. You know what I, I will say because it. Oh, it was funny because I think I there was something apparently his daughter did recently that they like was it was such a failure moment as a dad, and I'm trying to remember what it was, but I'll, I'll probably remember. He just it later. did a he did a, a Father's Day really tearjerker hallmark Father's Day video with Georgia. Yeah, his daughter. Yeah. Uh, on Father's Day. Yeah. Where. Uh, he got to spend the day with her. That's cool. And like yeah. she was like, "This is the first time I got to spend a day, Father's Day, with my dad in five years." Yeah. And they were doing all this stuff because he's and she came out on tour with him, and he went out yeah. on stage and brought her on stage, and they were playing frisbee golf and <laughs> you know all all the dumb shit. Yeah. And you know, and he was just like, "This is the best Father's Day ever." Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, while I can't remember his, 
His fail? Yeah, uh, clearly you had a bit of a parenting fail. Oh, bro. I had one job. I had one job. When you get a girl, the, first, the only thing you want to do is keep her off the pole. <laughs> How old is Melody? She's 10. She comes to me, Addy, and she goes, Papa. Now, I know it's serious, right? Like, yeah. already, because... She's serious. Right, right. <laughs> like, okay, what what's happening here? Because um, she usually will just be joking around. Because she, you know, which usually, actually what she does usually now is she starts con- starts conversations and sentences with me with, yeah. bruh? Bruh. <laughs> bruh. 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 Listen. Bruh. Just bruh. <laughs> it's bruh. Everything's bruh. <laughs> so ridiculous. I'm like, you're, you're a 10-year-old surfer? Girl, like what's happening? I don't know. It's Hispanic <laughs> surfer girl. I don't I don't I don't get it. <laughs> but she's she's totally leaning into it. And I'm I'm alright with it. But she goes, Papa. <laughs> what did she say? She said, she said, why do why do people like watching girls dance on poles? Exercise, right? (laughs) (laughs) (coughs) Yeah, yeah, I I guess so. (sighs) She's like, well, like, you got to be, like, strong and stuff. I'm like, yeah, she's got to have really strong hands. Okay. I was like, oh, why do you ask? She's like, I think it would be cool if I had a pole in my room. I'm sorry for your loss. <laughs> oh my god, Eddie. Uh, I'm really sorry for your loss. It's not the only time she's brought it up. Oh she's no. It up like three or four times so far. Oh no. Wait, within what span of time? <laughs> the weekend. Oh no. Oh. oh my god, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I'm like, I don't know how to I don't know how to they don't prepare you for this, man. Like nobody was You know what? I think there are probably some people who are prepared for this. Just not people that we know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the Because I'm sure this conversa- this is the first time someone's had this conversation. I'm sure it's not. I'm sure I'm sure it's happened. Way more than I would think. Have you it would Googled happen. what any what other people have said to this? Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah. Let's do that real quick. I know, right? What do you tell? What, what should we Google? What is it? What do you? Uh, my daughter my do- yeah, my daughter is asked us uh, to be a pole dancer. <laughs> Uh, there's a YouTube video entitled, Is Pole Fitness Appropriate for Children? <laughs> no. All right. No. It's just not. That moment when your nine-year-old daughter wants pole dancing classes. Oh, that's 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 exactly what you want to see. Uh, an article or video? It's an article. Okay. Oh, wow. They let her do it. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah. Interesting. I it, Yeah, I don't know what she's going to do. I I whatever. They're trying to say that this is like ballet. So. Uh, yeah, no. I I, I how, how can you make the ballet co- comparison? Okay. Quick break. <laughs> We're back. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So, so they said this. These people let the uh, let their kid go pull. Uh, yep. 
pole dancing? Yeah, I'll read the article, see why, what their reasoning was, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah, uh, I don't know what I'm going to do. I I am. Uh, well, you guys don't just don't have the space for it. One, uh, it's a pole. I mean, you still need some clearance around that thing. She's little. She's only ten. I'm trying to give you reasons. <laughs> <laughs> they can be thin reasons. You just need reasons. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Go on. Continue on, sir. Uh, our landlord said no. Our landlord said no. Yeah, if you want to do the deflect, okay. You know that's always an uh, an option. You've already used that about dogs, which actually actually was true. Yeah. So. Um. What uh, else you got? Yeah, you know you could do the classic. You know. Well, if this person, you know, jumped off a bridge, would you do it too? Oh, it's nobody yeah. else that she knows wants to do this. Oh, this is her own this original. Is just her. So you're just squashing this crushing dreams. Her personality yeah. and her individuality and as well. Yeah, no, that's that's fine. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, you're gonna have to 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 you know do that. Just crush those dreams. I think in this case yeah. you do. Yeah, I feels like the right call. Yeah, there's plenty of other ways to get exercise. Oh, I mean, we are going into a recession. <laughs> Could be helpful. There are plenty of ways to get exercise, especially <laughs> in a recession. I'm sure there's plenty of options yeah, for but, manual and child labor. But do those do those, does that exercise also get you dollar bills? <laughs> yeah, I said the child labor option. <laughs> it's, it, trust me, plenty she's of immigrants have out. that. <laughs> she's just working out. She she's not working. <laughs> she's just working out. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, avoid that. Yeah, so that's been our week. It's yeah. not been great. Uh, yeah. we got the final episode of Kenobi coming up. Yeah. You excited? I am very excited. I'm very excited. We'll, we'll have more thoughts on Kenobi later, though. I yeah. have, like, a couple things that, that, that kind of, like, popped up over, that I wouldn't mind talking about. Uh, but we'll we'll wait on that. Uh, but we'll also wait on Miss Marvel a little bit, too. I'm really enjoying Miss Marvel. I um, am, too. But I'm also in the – and I agree with you. Let's wait. Um because I'm also in the in sort of the mode of, uh, I want to see the entire season before yes. I, I start, really start making commentary. Commentary on whether it's yeah. good or not. Yeah, yeah. Right now, uh, like with, just like with Kenobi, I'm I'm enjoying the journey, and and I am with this show too. That's that's all I'll kind of really say about it at this point. So we'll get past all sorts of, we'll get to the end of the series before we really like. D- Dive into it in, with any real significance. I, I got some other things that we got to talk about, but I think I might we might have to wait for a f- for a future episode for some of that. But um, I learned something really interesting this weekend. I was hanging out with my brother because uh, we went down to North Carolina this weekend, um, and, and got to hang out with some friends as well. It was really fun. But uh, I, I, there was this really interesting thing I found out about my grandfather. Like this, this something that happened, and and uh, like. You're you're familiar with this because obviously you know we both grew up Adventist, uh, and that like the whole like you know you, you wouldn't watch movies was was a bit was a big thing with with a lot of Adventists, especially the more conservative end of it, right? Right. right. Uh, to the point of like the like the belief that your your angel, angel your guardian angel would stand outside of the theater, right? Sure. And the demons would be inside the theater, of course, right? Because that's where uh, they go. Exactly. So apparently, in bowling alleys. <laughs> right. Exactly. So my dad, when uh, my grandfather, uh, when he was in India and Sri Lanka, I guess, uh, like obviously India has been making film for a very long time. They have a pre- they have the their film industry is about as old as the American film industry. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they started. I mean, as early as like the like. 1920s maybe is when their film industry started. So like they they've been they've been there for a while. So uh, apparently like he wanted to be uh, a movie star at one point oh. uh, type of thing. Obviously that you know doesn't really work out <laughs> with 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 Adventism and everything. But like he he did have like a love for for movies. Um, apparently there at one point was some exorcism at a church. Okay. Okay. The, I already love this story. The demon mm-hmm. refused to get out of this guy at at one point in the during the exorcism. I don't have the whole story of the exorcism. Now, what is your what is your is your grandfather? Yeah, what does your grandfather have to do with this exorcism? He was at the church. He was just hanging out. He, this was, just, was this was just happening at church. He was there one Saturday morning. He goes yep. to church thinking it's going to be a normal, boring service. Right? No, no, no. We got something special for you this week. This was a, there was an exorcism uh, being performed. They were trying to cast out this demon. This demon 
uh, is refusing to get out, and he looks directly at my grandfather and points yes. to him and says, I know you have been going to the theater. <gasps> Called him out in front of the, the, oh, no. the church. That's all I know about that story, but I left. That's all you know? Yeah, I don't know where that story goes. I, I, w- I wouldn't mind finding out. I probably should have taken the time. But I thought that was the funniest thing. Because, one, that seems so fake that, like, obviously some guy saw him going to a theater. But I love the concept of a theater demon. Like, first off, at this point in time, like... Is there there anything (laughs) more insufferable than a theater demon? Like, I know we got a lot of them on Twitter right now, you know? But, like, I imagine... I imagine... There were like at this point in time, like like this is like uh, all right, like I, I want I like I don't know when in time in history this like it, like what year this was. I'm just gonna guess 50s, 60s. I like I'm assuming my mom is already born. Maybe it's before then. So like if that's but pre 1952, I don't I don't know. Right. You know, but uh, but like again, like I assume that like a, this demon couldn't be a full time Cineplex demon. That he probably also was doing plays as well. Right? right, right, of course. <laughs> so musicals, like, yeah, Broadway. Right, exactly. So, like, uh, definitely, I mean, obviously Bollywood, you know. Of course. But uh, it's India. But it's just, like, I, I, I'm wondering, like, like I, I just, like, but the, the first thing that pops in my head is, like, like what? So what movie did he call out? Like I like the idea of him just calling him out. Like I saw you at Babe Pig in the City, or you know Deuce Bigelow, <laughs> Electric Boogaloo. You know <laughs> what? Like I I just want to like what what movie did he go see? That's what I want to know. Right. Like uh, are there particular it was movies? A deep throat. <laughs> <laughs> like a reason you would perhaps be ashamed? But no, no, he probably did go see the equivalent of. Babe Pig in the City. <laughs> no, because that would have been satanic, too. Yeah, because well, because pig. Yeah. Pigs. Pigs. Although it's about not eating pigs. But it's also about a talking pig. Oh, yeah, so there's definitely a demon in that. Yeah. So, okay, so it makes sense to call him out for that. Yeah. You know? There's no way. Yeah. Back back in those days when, when people were, were going through that whole satanic scare. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A talking I, I pig just would have been enough. <laughs> I, mean, I just thought, well, That's I mean. That's very funny. <laughs> you. It's <laughs> so funny. you got to find Three out. Three men and a baby, you oh, know. Oh, yeah. Three men and a baby, too. Uh, look who's talking to. <laughs> um, you got to find out how that ends. You got to find out what the fallout on that was. I know, right? Like, it couldn't have been so bad. Like your family was still v- is still very well connected to the church. Yeah, yeah, they are. They are. So it's not also, like it was yeah. like they outcast him and no, but that's because he was the the the, the wealthy guy funding the church. Oh well, then so, never mind. Yeah, that's, so I don't think it matters because uh, like yeah. you know well, at you, that you, point you, you know explained everything. You right could there. fuck a couple kids and you'll be fine. Like. I <laughs> <laughs> I guess you're Southern Baptist, <laughs> right? <laughs> Those guys seem to seem to enjoy that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Adventists haven't been caught with that yet. Yeah. Well, what, did you hear that thing in the news? There was some like uh, I don't I I don't think it was a particularly major church, but some some like there, I I guess there's people in the congregation taped a little bit of it. But this guy, this pastor, who who uh, got up front and talked about how. Uh, he like tw- a certain I don't know how many years ago it was, but he committed adultery, he had an affair, all that kind of thing, and like every, a whole uh, the whole like church like kind of surrounds him and like they're like hugging him, all that kind of thing, which was like okay, all right, you know, uh, he's also coming out with it, but apparently that the girl he uh, he he molested and uh, her husband were there and they started calling him out, and then it, got, it started getting a little bit more dramatic, uh, like. Because cause she was underage when it, <gasps> when it happened, too. Oh, no. And people started asking, okay, well, like, what's the truth of this? And he starts giving these very politically correct answers. Uh, and there, But it was interesting seeing the, the reaction because there were some people like, all right, what's the deal with this? But then there were some people who were just, like, embracing him no matter what. And it's just like, I get forgiveness. That's important. But, like. There's got to be consequences, Yeah, man. like, the, it's, it's, it's just lines. weird. Because, like, y- the 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 problem with also that scenario, it, and fortunately, it, like the the that couple ended up storming out. But it, it's very interesting, like when you see this kind of happen within church communities, it tends to be that the pastor is embraced, 
and then the 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 person who's molested is the outcast. Yes, and it it seems I'm sure there's a mix in that reaction. I don't think she's like necessarily a total outcast or anything like that. But it, it's just like God, it's it, it, it's such she's a she's an outcast just because of the power, like the power the dynamic. Fa- yeah. yeah, the fact that the guy who did this to her is allowed to stay in a position of right. authority and respect. In her congregation, mm-hmm. yeah, she can't stay. She, right. I mean, yeah, they're not throwing her out, but she's certainly not welcome there. Of course, yeah. She's certainly not It's going to be awkward at the very least, like enough to to not want to continue going no, there. No, and who could blame her? That's right. that's horrible. And that's what's interesting was um, there was a new episode of uh, The Rise and Fall of Mars Hill today. Uh, right, we week. were talking about that. Yeah, yeah and uh, they talk a little bit about a hill song. Uh, in, in the latest episode, yeah. which has a very kind of similar, like, shoot up into fame and popularity and huge growth in these celebrity pastors. And there's all this, like, celebrity culture built, baked into that model. And then they, you know, they fall apart and, and they come crashing down in these, like, big nationwide headline leading ways. Yeah. You know, that has really, really given it the the Christian community, a big black eye. Yeah. Like these, these falls have, have been tragic for, for Christianity, especially in America. And, uh, one of the things that, that he was saying was like, uh, who's it? Is, who was the, the pastor at Mars Hill? Uh, not, is it Driscoll? Mark, Mark, Driscoll. Mark Driscoll. Yeah. That clown. You like, he, he came out and said like, I I didn't go to seminary, I didn't, I don't, I never went to church. Uh, I I you know I, I I I'm dating this girl, and she's into Christianity, right? And so I thought I'd start a church. Yeah, <laughs> and he's at a seminary telling these seminary students, and he's got at that time when he was saying that and telling them that he had the biggest church in yeah. America, growing faster than it. So like. He's telling them like you don't need to have this the structure in yeah. place, um, and and the the correlation that or the the thing that they tried to pull out of that, and I kind of am starting to as I think about it and, and digest it myself is the idea is like now we we actually need like these congregations and 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 things like that to kind of like vet people, right. And they need to do a much better job of vetting people <laughs> yes. because it's not like the congregations are perfect. Right. Like, they're not getting it right either. Yeah. But this I- the idea of the non-denominational rock star yeah. pastor, anybody can be a pastor. And I remember, like, seeing that firsthand at the church I worked at that was like that, where, like, they were just like, okay, well, look, like, like you're helping out with the service so, you know, we're going to make you, we're going to bring you on full-time staff. We're going to call you a pastor. And, uh, you know, you're just going to keep doing what you're doing. You could have been a pastor. A hundred percent. I would have made so much fun of you. Dude, they asked me. Yeah. They, multiple I, times. I knew they asked you to be full-time. I didn't know they were going to make you a pastor. Of course. Oh. But I had already been a missionary. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't need to be a pastor. Yeah. Especially, like, when you know it doesn't mean anything. Yeah, but it would have been really fun already knowing how much you hate pastors. <laughs> that, there's a difference in the era. <laughs> fair. Fair. You've I, become yeah. what you hate. <laughs> Anakin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, that would have been. This rough. is for your new empire. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I I couldn't. I obviously I didn't do it because I had no. Because I, I again I saw through the bullshit. Right like, when the dude when the dude who was doing the uh, some of the the video side of the AV work with me because yeah. I was handling all the audio and then they had this other guy he him. And and his wife like suddenly one day were full time staff and sure. then that that weekend you know they're up on stage and you know they're like oh this is our new pastor yeah pastor so and so and I was like that dude knows a hell of a lot less about the right. Bible than I do he was like a, he was even a Christian like three months ago <laughs> what are we talking about that's always fun that's not true like I'm totally over exaggerating that guy actually was was very cool and um. 
I still keep in touch. He's the only person I still keep in touch with. Yeah, from there. Um, but yeah, like, but, but I still, I was like, he doesn't, like, that's not, he doesn't know. Like, he hasn't studied or, yeah. or like, there's no vetting process. There was no, like, you yeah. got to take these classes and, and be able to answer these questions and defend your position on whatever. Yeah, yeah you know, it's funny because I, I tend to, and maybe it's a romanticizing of the idea, but, like, I always lo- love the idea of, like, the, the citizen clergy and the citizen politician. But, like, yeah, you're right. Like, there's, that's, that's, this is kind of, like, the bad side to that. Yeah. Like, that freedom and that idea. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think there could, I think there can be a balance, right? And right. we like, there's plenty of examples of that in the Bible with yeah. the different prophets. Like some. Well, them, I think I like just like a more decentralized system overall when it comes to some of that stuff, you know, but. Yeah. 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 I mean, there's a dozen different ways that you could try to do it. Yeah. It, it doesn't mean the the sing, like that single pastor at the the head of the the congregation. It, it doesn't necessarily mean that's a bad idea. It's just I think there's a, just a different sense of responsibility then that's put on that person, and you need to hold that person accountable exactly. to, a, to a particular standard. Exactly. Just like even if it's a decentralized system, you still have to hold all those elders to a particular standard as well. Right. And, and then as you would in like you know like if it was the military. Yeah. You know like once you put that uniform on, there's rules yeah. that come along with it. There's expectations and privileges and um, responsibilities that right. that come along with that, and you know that put you know when you go through boot camp like that's that's what they're drilling into you is that right. culture, and I, their idea was like well maybe we should like kind of go back to that a little bit of yeah. like really trying to drill into the culture what a pastor is yeah. and, and keep pastors at a higher standard than well what, I what I mean have. I also think there needs to be less of the the sermon, the sun, the Sunday sermon being the centerpiece of what a pastor is, may be something that we need to move past, especially in an, in an age of like on demand media, um, and because I think the the thing is a, a pastor should be so, like there should be also like a pastor is is supposed to be a shepherd, someone who is interacting with their congregation and, and finding out what they need and, and, and w- whether it's, it's giving that help or connecting them to the people that, uh, that need, you know, to, that can help. Like, I think there needs to be more of like the, t- the, the shepherd who tends the flock and not just the guy who just gives a, a, a motivational celebrity feel good message, uh, once a week. I think that, not that there's no value in that. It's just that that sh- I don't think that's what church should be about. Church should be about community, and that's that's the beauty of something like small groups when it's done well. Uh, that's the whole idea of like not forsaking the company of believers, like having all of those other voices to help ra- you know raise people up together is the whole point of a church community. But if there's if it's instead about fitting into a particular clique or just feeling good in that, you know, in that moment uh, with a couple worship songs and, and a, a semi-inspirational message. It's just like, you know, what are we, like, what are you guys really doing? Um, it's, I, I don't know. I think, we, I think we've just kind of, we've kind of lost the focus of what, what that should be. I wonder, I was thinking as you were saying that, I wonder, like, if we should go back and really re-examine, like, how big a church can get before th- yeah. before it's no longer a church. Yeah, I think that's a big and, part of it. And it's like a business or a company or, yeah. or something else. Like, yeah. Like, I was thinking, like, you were saying a lot, you were talking about, like, the pastor's role of having a lot of, like, community and, and being part of the community. How big can your community be before... Well, that you're not, still a community. Yeah, that yeah. you are not in, like, you're just managing yeah. something, but you're not actually you're, part you're just of a it. YouTube channel. Like, if you, you're just you're just entertainment. And I think I think you gotta, like, it isn't that there isn't any value in that entertainment. Like, obviously, we've been part of that, like, okay, guys, you gotta modernize a little bit. You know, like, I, I get that. Like, you wanna have, like, good... You wanna be <laughs> relevant. Right. Like, if, if you're hanging out with a group of friends, it's better to have nice, good music rather than crappy music. <laughs> and I'm glad some people upgraded their music. That That is one response, but that isn't what it's about. And I think the problem is it's been about that. We've, we, they, like, there, there's so many of these churches that be, like, the, the idea of being seeker friendly. Again, 
that's important being seeker friendly. Like we, I know we've heard that term so much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so that you're open to people who aren't open. You, know, you you open the doors to people who aren't normally open to it, or people who feel shut out, right? But it, it it's only appealing to that in terms of. Uh, of of like from a marketing perspective, we've gotten so we've leaned so far into that that it's just about like, all right, how can, how many bodies can we get into the seats at this point? You know, uh, how, how many? You know, just how many people are are going to be watching uh, our our live stream? And if that's the case, like, if you want, like, I I think if because I think about like God, like yeah, there are mega churches, like there are people who are affected by that and are getting a good influence from that. But if if it's just about the message, then just be a YouTube channel. There's zero point in you being an actual physical church, uh, but if you're about like actually tending the flock, then yeah, I think I I, I think you're right. The size of the, the congregation absolutely matters, because at that at that point you're not actually helping people. Yeah, I'm just going back in my mind and like thinking of all the different churches that I've attended and my experience in each one of them. The very first church I re- that I attended as a child was a small. And I mean small Adventist church in Fleetwood, uh, Pennsylvania. Yeah. And there was average attendance weekly of a good week, 30 people. Okay. Usually around 20. Yeah. You know, there's like five or six regular couples that attend this church and then like a rotating cast of family. Right. (laughs) Like, and that's it. Like... And we weren't really, I don't, like we, we did a little in gathering bullshit, you know? Yeah. Um, but I think most of that came from uh, a local larger church. Um, like we didn't really like, we weren't really like, we weren't doing like festivals and parks and like and going out. Like of course, we, it was yeah. very like, Hey, this is our church. This, this is where we yeah. come. We do our thing. And we don't bother nobody. Leave us alone. We'll leave you alone. Right, right. Which was very nice. Like yeah. it was almost Jewish, and it's, and it's like we're not trying to apostolize. Yeah. Like leave us alone. Like yeah. we're still, we're still a little emba- embarrassed about this great disappointment. Thing. <laughs> 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 we haven't quite let that go. <laughs> so, but I, I liked, I liked that, uh, that church. Um, that's where I had like the closest relationships mm-hmm. with people. Yeah. The larger the church I went to, the less relationships I had. Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've had, I'll be honest. I've like, yeah, I, I've had a lot of experiences at big churches, but I've also had some at smaller churches where that community feeling is really nice. But I've also had some of that community in smaller churches, just with the group of people you'll hang out with. And like the sort of the after church experience of like, then, at, like going over to somebody's house and hanging out, you know, yeah. type of thing. Um, there was a really small, like a home church thing. I, I remember at one point that we that we went to. There, there was a nice tight knit feeling, but then there was also some real, like a lot of bullshit too, because it was just like, you know, in terms of like the community trying to come to help each other. It was like a really, it was a very young group. It's just like it was very misguided. Like they they didn't know how to handle certain shit ba- happening. In, within the the drama that that would come up, right. so there there is something to that, like that idea, like going back to what you were talking about, congregations vetting, you know, who should Who's be there. Be the, yeah. So there there is some, like there's got to you know, but you would have to pump out so many more pastors if you want to keep like the small church model. Yeah, you know, I don't know. Yeah, it's hundred two hundred people, and that's like your max. Right. Yeah. I. It, it doesn't. Yeah. Out. And then financially, it doesn't really work. You know. Yeah. Because uh, even a pastor's got to make a living too. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and if you if you decrease the numbers, like then, you know that, that that's a little less likely. Yeah, you're not getting the best qual- candidates. That's for sure. Yeah. So I. Yeah. I don't know. It's 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 a. I mean, it's a, there's definitely a challenge. I, I know my brother's all about the the place he's going now. Uh, was it Mark Batterson's church at yeah. CC? I think. Yeah. Uh, and whatever he tells what what he tells me sounds really good. Uh, if I was still looking for that church community, uh, but at that at this stage I'm not. So yeah, you know. Um, but yeah, like they do they do definitely do a lot of small groups. Um, and there's so there's yeah. There's, I just don't uh, I don't like small groups, man. Yeah. Like, I, it's funny because it goes it relevant. Like yeah, 
I'm there. I mean, maybe I'm there for the wrong. Re- I'm there for the wrong reasons or expecting the wrong thing. Like, I just feel like if the head, pa- like the head pastor, I should be interacting with the pastor. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to talk to Gary, who who, who doesn't have any training. Yeah. Who just like volunteered to like run the Sabbath school that week. You know right, what I mean? Like, right, right. He doesn't know what the hell he's talking about any more than I do. He hasn't, yeah. again, he hasn't been vetted or anything like yeah. that. Yeah, I think looking up to that, I th- well, I mean, I, I know my brother's gotten time with the, the head pastor. Yeah. So maybe he is more accessible. I don't know, which yeah. is weird because he is an author and everything. And he's he one of those does, celebrity yeah, pastors. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's, yeah not, not a big celebrity pastor, but he, he's still kind he's of known. Is. Yeah, exactly. He's known. So, yeah, I don't know. That's an interesting, interesting. That's just uh, that's just how like just how I feel about it. Like, yeah. I, that's just why. Uh, yeah. I, I don't like small groups. I don't. I never did. I never liked Sabbath school. Yeah, because I was always like, "You people are dumb." <laughs> <laughs> you. you yeah. Have, yeah, I don't you think know. I've ever approached that as like, "Oh, I'm here to just learn from you." I I've I I've always thought of it as like, this is a point where like we get to share together and raise each other up, not just like one person leading the group. Sure, but I mean, if you're all, it's how do you raise yourself up if there's nobody leading the way who really knows where to go? Well, you're it's just it, like you're just scrambling in the dark looking for answers. Well, you're. It's not. It's not about. This isn't so much about direction. It's more about nurturing each other as opposed to like. You're not. This isn't a project that you're all, like all, and there's a project lead, and we're gonna accomplish this and get to this endpoint. I, I think. I think it's, like, I think. I think it's. I think it's two very different things. It's, I think I'm looking yeah. at it like like as I'm thinking more of like in lines of like interpreting scripture. Yeah. And and figuring out like what are we supposed to be doing and stuff like that. Yeah. Like that, I don't think needs to be coming from a nurturing standpoint. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I guess like, uh. There's a lot of things that can kind of come up in a discussion when you're like legitimately trying to interact and try to figure out something. For sure, but I know. think that there needs to be somebody involved in that Moderating conversation it a little bit. That kind of like knows a little bit more. Like, yeah. yeah. If we're going to talk about, hey, let's build a rocket and go to Mars. Yeah. I want Elon Musk in on the conversation. <laughs> yeah, but again, I don't want to talk no to you. There's no A to B that we're trying to do there. <laughs> we're not trying to. We're talking about salvation, yeah. man. It goes a lot farther <laughs> than fucking Mars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think you wanted a lot more out of it. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Like yeah. I have high expectations. Just be, man. Just be. I've. I am learning to just be. Yeah. I am learning to just be. Yeah. But I still, I still struggle with that. Where yeah. I'm just like, you know, man. Like I need some answers. Like that's the yeah. whole point of this. I don't need to just like, you uh, know, whatever. Like I want to know. Yeah. <laughs> you said you got some answers. What are they? Yeah. I guess I'm at the point where I don't, I don't expect answers from anything anymore, and I'm a I, lot happier for that. I yeah. I am too. I am yeah. too. When I'm able to maintain that and, and yeah. achieve that like philosophy, but then every, every once in a while, like I slip back into my old habits, yeah. and I'm just like, "You sons of bitches!" <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think the problem is also because there's that idea of like they're above you. And yeah. There's that uh, that that is the part, and I'm so over that is the thing. So that's why I'm just like, let's just be, you know, be still. The other thing that I want to talk to you about about this was um yeah. had a really ended on a really interesting idea of like the church used to be a way for people to come to terms with their impending death. Okay. And we've ab- kind of abandoned that. You think so? Yeah. Uh, that it's it's much more focused on how to live now and how to to be present. Yeah. And how to... Mindful of the living force. <laughs> and how to... <laughs> Thank you for working that in. Uh, Dude, Qui-Gon has the answers, he man. He really does, man. That guy, I want more Qui-Gon, because yeah. so if far Qui-Gon he has If Qui-Gon lived, been, Anakin wouldn't have turned. If Padme hadn't been such a bitch and a pedophile... Dude, Padme is fucking hot. Dude, she's so hot. I don't blame Anakin at all. Yeah. At all. She is gorgeous. In he that was movie. just a mannequin, and you know, he couldn't. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so the idea is like uh, we have, we have, we're focusing much more on like living 
not not in the present so much, of, yeah. but like the prosperity gospel side of that. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know where I'm going? Yeah, some so, of the bullshit of that. Yeah, yeah, and, and like that, it's, there's a lot of like success minded stuff. Yes, that's, that that's if you mixed. just do these things, then you'll yeah. be happy. And if right, if you just right. if you just you know if you have a you want a great marriage, blah yeah. blah blah. And I'm all for success tips. I like I love that shit. And and all that self actualization type of stuff, but there is something about that that we sometimes mix a little bit too much with Jesus, and that needs to be separated out because right. the, they they aren't. It's not that they aren't compatible, but they are different processes that of, of human existence. I think uh, I, that that is one of the most bullshit things I've ever said. <laughs> 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 I think it just addresses different areas of our life. <laughs> All right. Do you want to take a, a third step? No, I'm okay with with my second attempt at that. Right. Fair <laughs> enough. Let the record show. <laughs> um, I I think you're probably right. I, yeah. I, I it's. Like well, also like when you think about it, like these new, like so many of these new churches that you see built, especially the mega churches, they don't have graveyards. Mm-hmm. Like that used to be a thing. Like when you would go to church, you would also see the graveyard right, every right. week. Yeah, and how does that in like change your interpretation of what you're hearing, seeing, and singing about? Yeah, that's a really interesting idea. I, I kind of am happy, though, it's not as much like that anymore. Really? Yeah, because there's something that also has that vibe of, like, if you don't go here, think about what happens to What's you when next? you're there. Yeah, yeah like, it, I, I'm i happier that, like, we've extracted some of that aspect, like, the, the whole, like, afterlife insurance aspect. Yes. Out of, out of the gospel. Like, that that's one of those things that I, I think is, like, it gets, we get so th- focused on, like, this is the reward. This is this is if you if you uh, turn in this quest, this is the reward you get. Right. You know, and 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 I think like that's why like, yeah, you you're right. This I think it's just the problem is like, it's all like all of this comes down to how we tell our stories. It's all about how we view our own story in our life, and that idea of story and life is total bullshit. But it isn't. Because it's just our way of trying to connect the dots with what's happened in our life and where we're hoping to go. And it's just our attempt to, to, to kind of synthesize that. Because, like, I, you know, you've heard, I'm sure you've heard, like, the idea, like, our memories are total bullshit. Like, they, right. they are never, they're not really accurate. Right. But we try our best to connect the dots in a story, you know, and, and hope that, like, this is this is this is the journey that I've gone on, and you'll leave out so many chunks of stuff that also contributed to who you are. But this is the this is the way you view yourself right now in this moment, and the details that you consider are important. Uh, as we experienced recently in some of the playlists, <laughs> I, I wanted to to go go in on that, but I don't think I have enough time for that today. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> but uh, Jay Michael yeah. Brielle needs some therapy. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, I probably do too. But yep, you, know. you do. Uh, <laughs> and I, I'm already in therapy, so yeah, so you, yeah all right, you're good. But uh, but yeah, I think it's just I think it, that. But I think religion and spirituality is is an attempt to try to make sense of it all out of something that you'll never truly ever make sense of. I agree, and and I think what my what I. Th- would like to see I agree. I don't like the uh insurance yeah. idea of like, oh, you're just trying to get to heaven because hell sucks. Right. Right. And the, yeah. that's it's not really about loving your neighbor at that point. Right. It's right. just it's, I'm gonna love my neighbor so I don't go to hell. So yeah, I'm gonna do the right thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Totally works by or uh, faith by faith by works works by faith. Uh whatever. We're, we got the idea works are, are yeah. more important. Right. Yeah. Works more than faith. Yeah. Um so what if though like the idea was not it was a mix between the two of like here's how you live your life, yeah, knowing that you're gonna die, and here's how like you go through that process. Like it's yeah. a pro- let's walk you through that, guide you through that process. Yeah. So you're kind of getting you're kind of getting the best of both worlds. Yeah. In that model, I think though at the end of the day, and uh, yeah, maybe may, yeah, you, I think you're right. Pastors could do a better job of of doing that. Churches could do a better job of that. 
But I think the the issue at the end of the day with that is it's there's nothing definitive, and we I I think I think honestly it's just our human nature to not grasp onto onto that because I I. I've ever ever since I've done this, like I feel happier in general. Like the idea, like if I die tomorrow, have I done everything that that I I feel is right, you know? And and I I do feel I feel overall much more satisfied and happy because of that because I ask myself that more much more often, uh, to, like it, to, that if I'm comfortable, uh, just just dying, you know, tonight if I go to sleep and I don't wake up type of deal, you know, um, I feel I feel like. I've done like obviously there's a lot I want to accomplish. I'm not saying that uh, that that I uh, there's a, pl- a bunch of things I want to do and there's a bunch of things I want and it's not that I like I don't have any pain because of that. But overall, like I feel satisfied. I don't feel like I really need that many things to be satisfied. I'm satisfied with with like I'm just generally happy and satisfied. There's plenty of stress in my life for sure. You know, <laughs> there's plenty of stress in my life, mm-hmm. but I, there's a a genuine, I don't know, a genuine peace, and I I don't know like what like how like I feel like I, I I've I've just gotten there because I, I I'm not chasing this definite this idea of like this this definitive thing that we we seem to want out of religion. I I I don't know how to ex- I I don't think I, I I don't think ever I could ever explain it properly, but <laughs> I'm happy, dude. So uh, that's that's amazing. Yeah, and that's incredible. I I kind of know I kind of know where you're coming from. I I kind of think I understand what what you're talking about because I think as I kind of deconstructed everything, you know, you know, all, you know just tore it all down. And then said, okay, like, what pieces do I really need? You're like, what's mm-hmm. true? Like, what's working for me? What's not working for me? What's obvious bullshit? Right. What have I outgrown? And, and let's just use the stuff I need right now. Yeah. Um, Like, once I did that and just, like, focused on that, um, and I stay true to that, because it's real easy to, like, a couple days later be like, oh, I missed that lamp. Like, well, where was that? Let me get that. Yeah. You know, next thing you know, you're, all your shit's back in your room. Yeah. Um, and then you got to tear it all down. I I feel like like when I stay to that and I'm focused on that and that's sort of like where where I'm focusing my spiritual life, I'm, I'm very content. Yeah. I'm very content. I understand what you mean. Like I'm not – there's things that I would still like to accomplish, but – I'm not driven by it. Yeah. Like I am when I'm out of that mode. Right. And I'm more out of that mode than I am in it where yeah. I'm I'm more driven like where I feel like I need to achieve, I need to you know there's thing you know I need to achieve. Yeah. Like that that human desire to achieve, like that that thing that drives our entire species forward to create crazy crazy shit that will kill us all. <laughs> um but we still have to do it. I still feel like like that's a still like a, a really big part of me, and I've been taking this whole year, um, as you know, like I, I stopped my marketing business, yeah, shut everything down, yeah, and just kind of like okay, time to just take take some time and really think right. about what I want, I'm doing with my life. I'm halfway done. What what do I want? What do I want the last? What what do I want the last half to look like? Right, right. Um, so I've been, just been focusing on that, and you're right. Like I, as I'm focusing more and and focusing and able to like kind of just stay focused mm-hmm. on that, I'm much more content. Yeah, much more content. Yeah, yeah. That I, I think before. yeah that describes it pretty accurately for me as well. And it makes me feel I, I wouldn't be okay if I died tonight. Yeah. Like there's like I, I I would really be concerned like for Jenny and the kids. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I not that I don't have those own concerns for my right. own. Right. You know. Yeah. But, point, I, but so I haven't quite come to terms with that. Where of like, yeah, I'm just, yeah, if it ended, it ended because it's gonna end like that at some point. Yeah. Um. I just yeah. I, there's it, it's it's a weird journey. Like it would be really nice if we had a place that kind of helped you through this and, yeah. and guided you through this. 
you know, like a guru of some kind. Like yeah. we need to like really a pastor. Like a pa- no, not a pastor. That doesn't sound right. <laughs> I don't think that w- that would work. Shaman. Nah, yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe if if ayahuasca were involved, <laughs> <laughs> really help you through those demons. Maybe a druid or a monk. Oh yeah. Oh, now we're talking. Definitely not a druid. Man, you need to connect with nature a little bit more, man. Um, connect with, with my, your inner Ewok. Good with my shaman. <laughs> good with my shaman. More elemental guy. I get it. It's fine. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. So that was a. Weird conversation. Yep. Well, we just achieved enlightenment. If you'd like to achieve enlightenment as well, <laughs> there, you could get our course uh, for three easy installments of eighty nine ninety nine. Not a great number. It should be eighty seven ninety nine, but close enough. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take whatever you send us. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll follow shit probably, but a hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. But I love you, buddy. I love you too. Till next week. We are batty. We are one.